welcome to another episode of An Apotheosis of a Bombast. It's episode 15, and I'm Scott, one of your hosts, and with me as always is Elton. Greetings, everyone, in listener land. <laughs> so we're here today with uh, a couple quick topics for you guys, but number one on the list is it's the end of the Apotheosis of a Bombast Easter Egg Hunt. It's time to award the prize, go through the correct answers, and kind of bring an end to that chapter. But we had a, a number of responses. We definitely want to thank everyone who participated. Um, there were 12 questions. All 12 questions were answered correctly, just not by any one person. <laughs> the right answers came from a bunch of different sources. No, that's right. But overall, the uh, best performer was actually the first responder, uh, our friend Joe. Ultact. And he got 11 out of 12. And uh, we might as well give you guys all the answers to those questions. And we'll kind of take it from there. So let's see. The first question was, what was the infamous figure seen in the window in the movie Three Men and a Baby? Right. The answer is, it was a cutout of Ted Danson. Apparently a lot of people thought it was a ghost, which I still believe it is. (laughs) And there's a lot of rumors saying it was actually um, Eric Clapton's son. Ooh. Even though the film was released three years before he, he died. So it was his time-traveling ghost son. Yeah. Ah. And that's spooky, though. I remember um, one of my friends actually renting out that movie just to see the ghost. And even now, I, I watch it, even though I know it's a cutout, because I've seen pictures of the cutout as well. Yeah. And it scares the bejesus out of me. It really does. I still get the tingles up the back and, no, thank you very much. I wonder if it was uh, started by someone at a video store company or at the movie production film company trying Possibly, to get yeah. people to go out and rent the movie. Yeah, but it, it was actually um, recorded on a studio, and there's a lot of rumors that it was um, a little boy's ghost standing on a windowsill 50 stories up and lots of other little stories, you know, how they tend to build momentum with each other, don't they? So. But yes, it was a cutout of Ted Danson. All right. Question two was, what was the name of the forest that a UFO allegedly landed in in East Anglia, England? It was Rendlesham Forest, just off of Ipswich. Apparently a UFO came over and touched down and lots of army guys went out there and had a poke around and found uh, burn marks on trees and uh, on the grass and yep. lots of radio activity around the area. And there's even a, a little tour around there now. There's a colonel or someone who was a high-ranking officer at that base, too, who I remember seeing him on TV a bunch of times with a little cassette recording of his being out there with the security guys. And yeah. he believes there was something big that's being covered up. Yeah, there's quite a good book to actually read about it. It's called uh, You Can't Tell the People. I can't remember who it's by, but I'll put it in the show notes. And... Okay. That title has come from a uh, a reporter who spoke to Margaret Thatcher about the incident, <laughs> and that is apparently one of the lines that she said to him. That's pretty cool. All right, question three was, what are the odds of successfully navigating an asteroid field? Now it's easy. Um, it's from Empire Strikes Back, and it's 3,720 to 1. The possibility of successfully navigating an asteroid field is approximately 3,720 to 1. Never tell me the odds. All right, and question four was, how many laps were completed in the shortest Grand Prix ever? Right, um, the shortest Grand Prix ever covered 14 laps. Now, I know, uh, I think someone, I I want to name them, 
because they're cool, but I won't say it just yet. They entered a, an answer of 12 laps, which is officially, okay, I understand that. That's the shortest amount, of, well, the lowest amount of laps, but that was around the Nuremberg track, which is 22 miles long. And the, uh, oh, where was it? It wasn't Albert Park. It was in Melbourne. No, not Melbourne. Adelaide in Australia. Mm-hmm. And that's around about two and a half miles long. So the shortest distance was in 1991. It was won by Ayrton Senna, and it was 14 laps. Uh, question five was, what is the name given to the equation which estimates the number of extraterrestrial civilizations in the galaxy that we might come into contact with? Uh, the Drake Equation. There'll be a link in the show notes saying where it is. Yes, pass you on to the left-hand side, and there are show notes here. Mm-hmm, that's right. All right, question six was, which superhero is mentioned in the song One to Another by the Charlatans? All right, the answer to that is Spider-Man, although I do accept Spider-Woman, because there is a line saying, be my Spider-Woman, I'll be your Spider-Man, which is probably one of the greatest lines ever written in any song ever in history of anything. But that's just me bounding around in my Spider-Man suit. <laughs> but yeah, I'll accept Spider-Woman or Spider-Man. I'll, I'll, I'll let you guys off. Uh, I think everyone actually got that one right. Yeah, they did. Everyone said that my, my questions were a lot easier than yours. I think the key is yours were searchable online. You had enough mm-hmm. things in it that could help. Whereas yeah. this question seven that I had, that was probably the big stumper for a lot of people. Which was, uh, on March 11th, the Chicago Sun-Times horoscope advised people of what astrological sign that it was a great day to schmooze. Mm. And the key was you couldn't just search schmooze in Chicago sometimes in Horoscope. You weren't going to get the answer there. No, they, they, they had a cutoff, didn't they? Yeah, it only went back a certain amount of time. But it is there online. And the key to get the actual answer is to go through and search Chicago sometimes Horoscope. And you can put schmooze in if you want. And there's actually two people who provide horoscopes for the Chicago Sun-Times. One of them is Georgia Nichols. So if you actually add her name into it, which does mm-hmm. come up a lot, and you can see she she uses schmooze quite a bit, I guess, in her horoscopes, that takes you to the actual date, even though it doesn't come up the first time. Right. And the right answer there is Libra. Uh, cool. Uh, I did actually search for that, and there was a lot of mention of schmooze. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I can't say that word without saying schmooze. Yeah, it's like it has twice as many O's as it's yeah. actually in the word. <laughs> <laughs> Um, let's see, number eight was Jim Gaffigan asserts that the person who invented the Hot Pockets jingle also came up with a slogan for a particular deodorant. What was that deodorant? Jim Gaffigan has a stand-up routine where he talks about Hot Pockets, and he talks about them a lot. And, and the Hot Pockets jingle is just, Hot Pockets! So, he, he's talking about um, the, the meeting where they talked about um, that jingle and other jingles, and well... You know, how can we market this in Mexico? Mm, caliente pockets. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> and they go, yeah, it's brilliant, brilliant, great, great logo. Not as good as your Buy Menin logo, but, you know, right up there. Because the Buy Menin deodorant slogan was Buy Menin. I do love that jingle. You think they worked hard on that song? What do you got so far, Bill? Uh, uh, 
Hot Pocket. That's good. That's very good. Not as good as your buy Menon, but it's good. Now, what are we going to run in Mexico? Caliente Pocket. You've got a gift, my friend. So, many deodorant <laughs> is the correct, uh, correct answer to that question. Awesome. I did find out this, um, the answer to number nine before any of the answers came through as well. Yeah. I was quite proud of that. Well, that's actually on our, what's our first podcast? We talked about Snopes and Truth or Fiction. That's yeah. actually where I got that from. Ah. So the question was, according to Urban Legends, what September 11th aircraft flight number becomes an airplane, two buildings, skull and crossbones, and a star of David when entered in a particular font? Oh, I know. Me, me, me. What is it? What is it? It's, is it Windigs? Yeah, Wingdings is the font. Oh, Wingdings, sorry, yes. That's right. And the number is Q33NY, but that's not a flight number for any of the airplanes. <laughs> so that's why it's a hoax. And I seem to actually remember reading somewhere that Pendulet had written an essay kind of just ripping into the people who believe that. It's kind of spooky, though, isn't it? Yeah, I have a feeling, though, it was created by someone looking to start trouble. Yes. Yeah, this is not even the right number, so this is just someone trying to scare people and spread misinformation yeah question 10 was from a tv show i used to watch when i was younger uh what u.s television show featured the robot the robots and the show was called riptide riptide was about these two typical 80s buddy cops like starsky and hutch or simon and simon buddy show you know two kind of jock a magnum pi looking guys mm-hmm and then they had this nerdy guy who helped them. He was the Boz. He created this orange robot that was called the Roboz. So they flew in a giant helicopter with a mouth painted on it and solved crimes. <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, yeah. Was it a smiley mouth or an upside down mouth? It was that, like when you paint a face on a submarine or on a torpedo, that kind of like yeah. shark mouth eating something. Oh, so an angry helicopter. Yeah. It looks, it looks oh. like a an angry pig. Like a <laughs> snout. I'll have to look for a picture. Maybe I can throw it on there. Watch out for the angry helicopter. Here he comes. Question 11 is about a pen and Teller magic trick. They have bought a headstone somewhere in a cemetery, and they've engraved on it the phrase, Is this your card? And the picture of a card. And the idea is that you're supposed to go through and, and do a magic trick, and you're actually supposed to flub up the magic trick and then mm-hmm. bring the victim with you to a cemetery and be like, Oh, hey, what, whose tombstone is that over there? That's the card. Ooh, how impressive. <laughs> it's the three of clubs is the correct card. And our last question is about my son's favorite movie, Godzilla Final Wars. Uh, Godzilla fights all kinds of monsters in this movie. And in that movie, he fights, they call him Gino, Godzilla in name only, from the Matthew Broderick film of 1998. All right, okay. Most of Godzilla's battles take a while, but he just thrashes the fake Godzilla in a second. And there's even a comment by the alien controlling this fake Godzilla, like... You're worthless. You're not. You're not a real monster. But that <laughs> battle takes place in Sydney, Australia. Ah. I don't know what that building is, and I feel ignorant for not knowing it. But the one that looks like a half shell, big white. Oh, the Sydney Opera House. So I think he throws the monster into it, or it's in the background. It's supposed to look like sails um, floating on the water. I think there's a video clip I can find on YouTube. I'll either put a link of that or or something in the show notes as well. So does Godzilla? Uh, destroy the other Godzilla then? Yes. The 1998 one? Oh, instantly, yes. Really? Yeah. So who would win in a fight between the 1998 Godzilla and the monster out of Cloverfield? I don't know. I would think the monster out of Cloverfield. Mm. We have a a game for the 
Nintendo 64, I guess. Mm-hmm. And in it, there's about 15 or 16 different monsters. And one of them is this guy. He's called Orga. O-R-G-A. And we use cheat code, so I don't know how you actually unlock him, but he's like the hardest one to unlock out of all the monsters. And it looks just like this monster from Cloverfield. Really? Yeah. And I, I know they say that that people thought it was a Godzilla movie, but it's not. And I mean, this is J.J. Abrams, so he's doing yeah. something already. But... It's a surprisingly similar-looking monster, and I don't know if I've ever seen that monster in an actual Godzilla film. So, in the back of my head, I'm thinking it's the inspiration for the Cloverfield monster. Yeah. How peed off would you be if both of them monsters turned up at the same time? You're just walking off to work. Oh, crying out loud! Both of them at the same time. Oh, ruin your day. I don't know. I can't really picture like what if that happened. I mean, they say it's physically impossible to have you know 180-foot monster because of the pressure it puts on its legs and the yeah, the stress and stuff. But I, in the back of my head, I can picture a tidal wave. I can picture an earthquake. I can picture a meteor hitting. I can picture an alien spaceship. I'm not saying I believe it's going to happen, but I can picture like a little ship going by or a big wave. I can't picture yeah. a giant monster <laughs> like standing there. Maybe because in my head, all I can picture is a guy in a rubber suit like picking up yeah. toy trains and throwing them. Yeah, you need something human sized to fight with, really. Otherwise, it's not a fair fight. Unless you're uh, a tailor in Jack and the Beanstalk. Yeah, he's a tailor, right? He goes up and beats the giant. Oh, slays, yeah. See, even that, I can picture a tree that goes all the way up into the clouds, but I can't picture a giant. I wouldn't be climbing any beanstalk, though. No. I have to admit, them leaves look a bit flimsy. And, okay, who wants to find out what's up there? Okay, let's take more. I just wouldn't do it. Wouldn't do it. They have skyscrapers that wobble in the wind. Right? Mm-hmm. Don't they have that one building, in, I think it's in Japan, where they have the hole built into it so that the wind doesn't knock it over? It's got the big pendulum inside the, the uh, building as well, hasn't it? Yeah, I think so. Which counteracts the uh, the wobble on the building. Yeah. So and it, they've made it a feature of the building as well. So a, a plant is going to be pretty wobbly. I mean, the trees in my yard sway every time the wind blows just a little bit. Yeah. you got 30 stories, you get a big gust on top of a building as well. Yeah. No, no bees don't climb in for me. Yeah, you imagine the beans off of it, though. That would be, like, house-sized, at least. Yeah, you could make a boat out of the pod, couldn't you? Yeah. It'd be a pod pod. But I wonder what inspired some of these things. When they talk about dragons and stuff, I figure that has to be someone found dinosaur bones. You know, so you find this giant T-Rex head or the skeleton. As you're building your castle, they find, like, fossils. And so that must be where that came from. Yeah, that could be true. Yeah, just find a um, a skull of a whatever. Yeah. They, yeah. they find a skull and they go, what the hell is this? This was a dragon from yesteryear, and I slayed him. There's some sort of uh, marine animal that they say is probably the inspiration for mermaids. It's not a norwal. A norwal is the thing with the horn on its head. Yeah. But there's something else that's like, maybe a manatee having the, the tail, but kind of an upper body with little arms and stuff. I know what a norwal looks like, but I'm not sure of a manatee. I'll search it later on. Well, so those are the answers to our questions, and a big congratulations to Joseph for having gotten the answers to 11 of them before anyone else did. Well done, sir. And uh, appreciate all the rest of you who worked on it and came very close. <laughs> it got a little comical at the end there, as there were some swapping of answers and some desperate pleading for answers. Yes, desperate begging yep. for listeners to give them their answers. Please give me the answer for this one. But it didn't happen, did it? No. And actually, we've been fooling around with our audio system here, and we were actually able to have a, a little conversation with one of those beggars. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, it might be a little uh, 
awkward transition here, but we're going to uh, bring in that audio. You'll hear our conversation with the infamous Ori Studfarm, also known as Anthony, and we'll come back to our regular show um, once we get to the end of that. And when we recorded it, he was in a wetsuit. That's right. <laughs> and I think he was wearing a snorkel as well at the time. But obviously he took it out of his mouth. He had the glasses on, and you could hear the flappers. It's not his wife hoovering. It's his um, fins on his feet. Yeah, he made a desperate around. excuse there, but it, we knew the real story. Yes. <laughs> we got you sussed. Hello. Hello. Hello, Chinese Hello. laundry. <laughs> <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> How you doing? I'm not bad. I'm not bad. You all right, Scott? Yeah, very good. You know, if you hear a lot of background noise here, it's because the wife's hoovering in back room, so... <laughs> yeah, that's all right. And now the dog's starting, so... Abby, hang on a sec. Abby, just pick the dog up. Shut up. It's all right, I've got a deaf, blind, incontinent dog that's walking around <laughs> with a nappy. So. <laughs> no, that's cool, man. An old Yorkshire Terrier. So, yeah. Whereabouts are you then? Uh, I'm Nottingham, I am. Oh, right, okay. Um, but we, I mean, all the Scuttercast lot, we're spread out. I think Ian's the furthest away. He's in Liverpool. Yeah. Um, and I don't know where the rest are, actually. Cool. I've got a new um, microphone coming through very soon. I've ordered one off Amazon. and I can. Is, it, um, is it USB or...? The one I'm using, no, it just uh, it goes into the front jacks on the computer. The, the only reason I ask that is um, you, you you might have noticed he, uh, Ian from Liverpool, the the one with the Scouse accent. Yeah, he's, he's not been in the last couple of episodes. And what it is is he's bought a USB mic. Uh, I mean, he spent a bit of money. I think it's about. Um, I think I'm sure he said it was sixty quid. This mic's cost him. Yeah. So you know, it's a decent you know decent mic and. Um, all, he, all he's getting is a constant uh, echo of everybody, you know, uh, feedback of everybody else. You can hear, um, you know, a two-second delay of what everybody else says on the call, Skype call. Oh, really? He's got. He's ordered a Mac. He's got a Mac coming, which is what we're waiting for. He's going to see if it's any different with that. Yeah. But I'm, I'm only using them. It's £8 from Tesco, this headset and microphone. <laughs> and it, it works near enough. I think first couple of episodes are on PS2 uh, SingStar mics. <laughs> give give a quick listen to episode one and two again. That's uh, PS2 SingStar mic. Wicked. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, I got the idea for that from um, Simply Syndicate. I can't remember who it was now. Somebody uh, called in on one of the shows on a SingStar mic. So, are you a connoisseur of the uh, karaoke? Um, I I wasn't until she bought it. I think it was. Uh, not this Christmas, just gone Christmas before. And I got roped into it, and I don't mind it now, especially if I've had a drink. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Although, although I drew the line when, he, when she bought the SingStar ABBA. <laughs> <laughs> we have the American Idol, same kind of thing, but for the Nintendo Wii. And the difference that ours would have compared to the SingStar is that you can't add extra songs. You only get what comes in the package. That's the PS2 we've got. That's the same. That, that one's just a set. Uh, they're either 20 or 30 songs yeah. on each disc but she, I mean we've got I think we must have about 10 of them I think we've got them all except for the there's one that's an R&B, R&B and soul one which we didn't really fancy mm-hmm. but I'd, I'd seem to go for all the rock ones and <laughs> rock legends and stuff like that <laughs> awesome it's funny because my wife is a big fan of um, like that late 70s kind of arena rock and then, mm. uh, yeah, you know, 
my kids and she are the ones who use it the most. And so my son is singing <laughs> old Def Leppard and uh, some sticks and things like that. And they have a couple Does she of love uh, the Bon Jovi? No, she kind of goes back even farther. She, her brother is about 15 years older than we are. So that's that's the music she grew up listening to is his old records right. and eight tracks. <laughs> <laughs> so she's not too bad with the music tastes. No, that's not too bad. My My little yeah. boy loves Green Day as well. Well, she she went to see. It was just before she turned six, you know. And I, I took her with earplugs in and what have you mm. uh, for the American Idiot tour. And yeah. she went in. She went in to see him, and just as she was starting to flag, I mean, she likes all their older stuff more because obviously I've been into them a while. And they, when they finished the American Idiot songs and went on to the more classic stuff, she was just starting to flag, and it, it made her start bouncing again. And she, you know, she finished the concert on her feet. And about six weeks later, the wife took her to see Kylie Minogue. That wretched, she went to sleep, but she, she wouldn't wake up. And at the end, she did the um, Can't Get You Out of My Head, which was a song that, as a six-year-old, she loved. No, she wouldn't wake up for that. Because oh. <laughs> my, my little boy, uh, you know, we don't condone it, but he's learned all these profanity from Green Day songs. He's learned all the swear words from there. And he doesn't say them in normal conversation, but when he's singing along, he tends to slip one in every now and again gets I... a stern look well I've said to her I mean she's 10 now and I've said to her I don't mind you know uh, if, if if you're just with me or your mum I've got my, I mean my my eldest she were, I think when she were 5 I took her to go see Green Day and you're singing along Yeah. But in fact no even if she's singing along I don't, I don't I tell her not to you know but if it slips out like you say I don't make too much of a deal about it but I, mean, I I grew up listening to gangster rap and stuff like that. So I've got, you know, I've got literally hundreds of gangster rap CDs, which, you know, not very often they get played nowadays. But yeah, you know, I can't play them around the kids. So no, they they do tend to um, f and Jeff a little bit, don't they? Just a little. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's all it's all right. There's some of the, some of my favourite ones off there. The one there's not many I revisit, but occasionally I might fancy popping two live crew on or something like that and obviously it's not really suitable no I imagine it wouldn't be no be so horny and songs like that (laughs) (laughs) well there's a lot of songs too that I try to let my son listen to that like the parody kind of songs the the songs that your radio DJs will play in the morning or sometimes you can find uh, online but a lot of them too they take songs that don't even have curse words and such in it and they add in a whole other level (laughs) so yeah, he's got yeah. one. What does my son have? Um, he's got a song, "Pretty Fly for a Jedi," which he's all excited. He's a Star Wars fan and he loves it. But there's some line in there that it's the only line he knows by heart, and it's the only line that has uh, like a colorful word in it. I mean, he loves yeah. the song, but he every time he comes up, he gets this kind of guilty look, and he's he's like, "Dad, they said that that word again." Like, yeah, it's all right, <laughs> fine. As long as you know it's not a word you should say again. What is it with the uh, morning DJs that like to do the parodies, though? I don't get it. Because I, I do like some of them. Because, uh, obviously, over here we have uh, Chris Moores who does them every, well, every ten minutes, he seems to do one. And it drives me up the wall. Uh, Steve Wright used to as well, didn't he? Did he? You know? Yeah, he were, he did all his, you know, covers and... Not covers, uh, parody songs. But, yeah, a lot of the DJs around here, they just... They tell jokes, they... They do funny news. They do stuff like that. Um, the, most of the morning, you can go 
from home to work, and in, by the time you get there, you heard maybe one piece of music. The rest of it was was all chatter. I, I prefer the chatter, to be honest. I'm more of a, a chatter guy. I don't like the music at all. I started listening to Talk Sport just for the chatter, because um, Capital and Radio 1 would just drive me around the bend. And then you go to the Magic channels, and XFM's all right now and again, but when I can pick it up, I'm I'm a bit too far away from London to pick that up, but I need the chatter now. Yeah, the mu- it's it, it it gets too repetitive, don't it? You know, um, I found Radio 1 was always better if I'd had a couple of months on Radio 2 or what have you, you know, a couple of months break and then come back to it, and it gives the charts a chance to move on. Yeah. But I've I've stopped listening to it altogether now. It started off with... Um, you know, I'd, I'd I'd started listening to Radio Four, and I was listening to the Woman's Hour, um, <laughs> the Arches, which is um, for Scott. If you don't know what the Arches is, it's no. um, it's the longest running soap in the UK, and it's a radio drama soap. It's been running since I don't, I don't know. Has it been? It's been running since either fifties or sixties, something yeah. something like that. Hmm. Uh, and it's basically it's it's rural England. It's um, it's the countryside and landowners and um, people that turn you know work Shingle in the fields. And what have you? And yeah, I've I've got stuck listening to that. Um, <laughs> I, I, well, I download the podcast now because I've I've stopped listening to the radio full stop, but I still keep up with the Archers. And <laughs> I download another one called um, Silver Street, which is a uh, it's an Asian soap. It's a it's a it's you know an Indian and uh, I'm trying to think what station it's off now. It's a BBC station, yeah. But it's it's, it's a program aimed at um, people from India. It's not off um, uh, one extra, is it? It might be a one extra one, uh, but basically it's a soap opera about this Asian community. And I I sit and listen to that. You know, one of them owns the football club and the local shops, and is the taxi drivers, and you know <laughs> some. It's it's a bit more a bit more gritty than the arches, you know. There's a bit more, uh, you know, drug dealers and gangs going off and yeah. that sort of thing. Uh, but it is basically it's it's I suppose it's closest to EastEnders of all of them. Awesome. But I mean, it's only ten minutes a day. They, them two get me to work. You know, I listen to them on the way to work, and then once I get to work, that's when I start listening to all my various podcasts. Yeah. I listen to podcasts too, and we bought this little thing that you kind of plug into your headphone jack, and it you can pick a couple different frequencies. Um, like here it would be 88.1 or 88.3 or something down at the very end of the dial where not much is going on. Oh, an FM transmitter. Right, it broadcasts yeah. right to your car. Yeah. Well, I, that's what I that's what I use, but it's um, it doesn't take batteries. It's powered off the uh, cigarette lighter. Oh, okay. Uh, so it's... Um, it, it charges my iPod. In fact, I don't. It's not very often I use my iPod battery power. It's always plugged into the. Um, uh, I don't. What, what do you call that? What the, one? The, the socket in the car. It, it, it's it's just a, a cigarette lighter, lighter isn't yeah. it? I thought there was a name for it. It's a twelve volt. Anyway, the the machines we drive at work have got. You know they've got the. Um, they've removed all the cigarette lighters because we're no long. You know you're no longer allowed smoking machines. Yeah. But you've still got the socket. So I just plug it straight in and that's it. I'm away, tune the radio in and it transmits. Although it's been playing up the last couple of days. See, I had a um, special attachment for my phone. I got one of these, well, my old phone was a Sony Ericsson, uh, the 880i, I think. The one with the orange back and it's really uh, skinny. And mm. you can buy 
a special dongle that just plugs into the side of it. Instead of plugging your power supply into it, you plug this little US, oh, well, this little dongle into the side of the phone, and that uses the battery off the uh, phone as a transmitter. So there's no other wires required. So you can have it all around your house and just tune all your radios into the same thing, walk in between the rooms and away you go. Mm-hmm. And it's superb. But now I've, this weekend, woohoo, I upgraded to a, an iPhone. <laughs> so I've, I'm getting a, a transmitter for that as well now. So looking forward to that. <laughs> right. Okay. Hang on a sec. I'm going to have to go when the kids are going. All right. Cheers, man. Thanks all right, see you. Ta-da. Bye. All right. And... And we're back. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the wonders of editing. Oh, dearie me. <laughs> but uh, we were very happy to finally figure out the quirks of being able to do a, kind of a conference call and recording people. So we will definitely be trying to get some more people in. We've got a list of people we're looking to get a hold of. We'll be in touch. So now that we've got the conference call feature worked out, we had a bit of um, audio feedback that had been mailed to us, actually, by... I'm one of the hosts of the Here Goes Nothing podcast, and unfortunately, I lost it for about three weeks. It was just buried in my email. But Down I, the back of your sofa. That's right. <laughs> about 30 cents in change and a couple of gum wrappers. <laughs> but I found it, and um, so we've been listening to it, but we're not quite ready to make that response yet. So now that we have this conference call feature all set up, uh, the plan is to set up a little live reaction with the infamous Lee or Boz. Uh, sometime next week. So that'll be yeah. in our next show. We're inviting you on. Call us if you That's dare. Right. That's right. Or are you chicken? <laughs> are you are you chicken McFly? <laughs> I don't know. You've seen this guy do martial arts on video. You sure you want to call him out? He'll hit yeah, man. Racquetball racket. I, I'm not scared. <laughs> I'm as quick as a whippet. He's got a big dog, too. He has, yeah. He's huge. I've seen the pictures online of that beast. And if it was in, it's in between an Ewok and a, a Wookiee. Yeah, he's somewhere in the middle. Well, yeah, but probably twice as smart as either of them put together. It's the missing link. Yeah, it's awesome, though. <laughs> all, he ne- all he needs is a little barrel around his chin, and he could feed whiskey to people That's that right. are trapped on uh, glaciers and mountains. Maybe he's the primary income earner for the family. <laughs> all right, Mom, Dad, I'm going out for the night. <sighs> Strap me up. I'll be back in the morning. I'll be <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, so then we have our, our regular show we might as well do now that we've caught up on old stuff. Go on, you, you do your rant, and, and then I'll, I've got a, a story that I can do. All right, about, jeez, uh, it's about three years ago, we bought a car, and the dealership we bought it at has since gone out of business, but it's no big deal. So there's another dealership nearby, and that's where we bring the car for service periodically. When you buy a car here in America, they put a little badge on it, kind of advertising the place that you bought the car from. So mm-hmm. our car actually had the badge of the old dealership. Who cares? doesn't really bother me. But we bought our car in for service recently, and the new dealership took it upon themselves to replace that badge with their company, as if we had bought the car from them. Is it on the bodywork, or is it in the window? It's on the body of the car. Oh. So... I mean, they did other repairs. I noticed it. I was kind of irritated by it. I just thought it was a pretty ballsy thing to do. Mm. <laughs> so I've kind of been stewing about that for a while. And every time we go over there, <laughs> there for service, I want to bring it up. And my wife's like, no, no, just who cares? Get over it. Like, But it eats at me. It just it hurts me. In a way I can't describe. 
He lay, lay in bed at night, sweating. I sit and think about it all the time. But we had to bring the car in for brake service. They had the car today, and we had an appointment first thing in the morning. At 1.30 this afternoon, I called for an update. I was kind of irritated, so I decided I'm going to bring up the thing about the little tag on the back of the car. <laughs> I said, you know, I, I bought my car somewhere else. And uh, I explained the thing to her, and I said, someone decided to put your company's tag on there. Do you, do you know when that happened? And so she said, oh, I can look it up. I'll find out for you. So she's going through my service record. And she told me it's because I bought the car there. I said, no, I didn't buy the car there. I just told you that I bought it somewhere else. And she said, are you sure? Yeah. Yes, I'm sure where I bought the car. <laughs> so how about yeah. you just tell me who did it and why? And um, she goes through, and I don't know. I don't know who did it or why. But that's funny, isn't it? <laughs> no, it's not funny. I'm I'm kind of irritated. <laughs> this is just kind of a pattern now. And she said, well, you know, it's it's just a little thing on the side of your car. Well, it was big enough that somebody felt it was worth putting on my car. And I'm yeah. just her to say she'll take it off. And, well, you know, you can take that off yourself if you want to. I, I really don't want to take it off myself. I just like it gone. And I would have liked if it was never there. And I would have liked if you just would have acknowledged, you know, that we have... Just give me my car back the way it was. Yeah. But uh, surprisingly, that wasn't nearly as cathartic as I thought it would be. <laughs> I was hoping that letting this out would somehow, like, <sighs> let out this big exhale. But it actually just irritated me more, just kind of how she dealt with it and all. Wait, it's still sitting on the car, isn't it? It's still sitting on the car. So, oh, Christ. So tomorrow morning when you see the car, yeah, it'll still oh, be there. But see, it gets worse, and somehow I missed this point. She's not fixing the car today. I have to bring the car back again next week. And that's oh, when she'll man. fix all the things with the brakes. So she'll also be fixing the tag on the back of the car then. <laughs> she'll be taking that off for me then. Is it a, uh, a transfer or is it um, one of these badges where they have the holes already drilled into the, the boot? So you, basically if you do remove it, you've got two holes in your boot. I suspect it's just glued on. But it's yeah. one of those things where, number one, it's been on for a little while. So I'm kind of worried about the paint fading and mm-hmm. and and however it's on it's on good so i'm afraid i'm going to damage the paint if i try to take it off it, yeah. it probably does come off pretty easy and it's probably the thing where if you have the right tool it's like in and out yeah that's naughty you can't do that i thought it was so obnoxious that they just decided like hey let's uh let's put some advertising on the guy's car while it's here yeah throw some bumper stickers on you know why not uh <laughs> Why not put one of them learner things on it and give you a trailer with, you know, buy your cars at Joe's place <laughs> to drag around. Excuse me, who gave me this trailer? I didn't come in with it. Are you sure? I'm, I'm pretty sure you bought it from here. No, 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 no I didn't. <laughs> and then, to, yeah, to act like I'm wrong. <laughs> so I don't know. I'm not normally very good about little things like that bug me. Cause especially yeah. if I feel like someone is trying to, to pull one over on me and... I feel like I have to let them know I, I know. And they talk to you like an idiot as well, though, don't yeah. they? And I, I understand. There's people who sit there and go, oh, oh okay, yeah. And But I'm not that person. Yeah. Are you sure you bought the car from here? <laughs> but I'm also not the person who, who gets real confrontational either. So I, instead, they do that, and instead of me lashing back out, I just kind of get angry and stew. and Yeah. Like, I, I go home going, I can't believe they talk to me like that. I That's very English of you, I must admit. I just sit there and stew sometimes, even when it's money involved. And I really should have a go. Next time, next time, mark my words, I will have a go. (laughs) Make me any angrier, I will have a go. 
nobody else cares. Like, if I go back in a week and I say, hey, you know, I, I mentioned to someone about this thing, they're going to be like, yeah. <laughs> they're not sitting there waiting for me to come in. They're, like, all geared up to defend themselves. They're just kind of like, you know, so you want to take it off or what? Yeah, you do know you're the man about the badge now. Mm-hmm. Here comes that man. He was having a go about his badge. Here he comes. Here he comes. Dragon, he'll mention his badge again. Isn't that sad that like they they make you afraid to bring stuff up? Like my wife will say that all the time. Like just let it go. I don't want them to think of that issue every time we come. Whether it's something with the kids or like at school or with the car, it's like just yeah. The only two places you should be worried about having a go at your service is either in a restaurant. Or on an aeroplane, mm-hmm. and um, obviously where they're cooking your food, and they can gob in it or do whatever they want to in it, and then you re- receive your food again. And you're all smiles. Oh, lovely! Oh, my food is so much better this time around. Mm-hmm. Or if a pilot's flying a plane, you're like, really? I'm not really happy with the way you're flying the plane. <laughs> and obviously he goes, really? How about if I do this? <laughs> Man, yeah, I should probably just let things like that go, but. Like you said, there's just selected times when you can have an outlet, and she just she opened the door with the, oh, and by the way, this, oh, and by the way, that, oh, and by the way, that. I had to give one of my own kind of, oh, and while I have you on the phone, who put the advertisement on my car? Mm. <laughs> and why? <laughs> and take it off, please? I feel a little better now that I've told you, because when I told my wife, she was just kind of, you didn't really bring it up, did you? You couldn't just let it go? <laughs> and what did they say? So... At least here I get a little bit of the, yeah, yeah, yeah. that's right. So thank you. <laughs> My pleasure. All right, so bring us up now. Right, okay. I'll, I'll bring the level up a little bit. Um, woman bites off lover's penis in a car crash. <laughs> oh, there you go. <laughs> uh, this uh, boss and the secretary went round the corner for a little liaison. And while she was, um, how to, how do we put it? Pleasuring the young man, a car crashed into the back of their car. Oh, jeez! But it doesn't end there. There was a um, a private detective uh, hired by the man's wife to spy on them, and he saw everything happen. <laughs> he said that he saw the car rocking, and then he saw a car plow into the back of their car, and then he saw the lady uh, sit up in the car with blood around her mouth. Jeez! And Obviously, he was rushed to hospital with his plonker in his hand. Yeah. What if I put it in an ice bag? I'd be freezing. I th- oh, I, <laughs> this is one of the things I can't think about. No. But I like the way on, on the website that we're going to stick up, they've got a um, a picture of a, a lady in her underwear. <laughs> the caption underneath the picture says, "What a couple having an affair in a car might look like." <laughs> might look like. So they just did a yeah. simulation. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Reenactment. <laughs> oh man, Ugh. it's hard to picture anything like that. Yeah. Even like a, a finger. Or, I put it on upside down by accident. <laughs> oh, my penis is the wrong way round. What's Ugh. going on? <laughs> uh, I can't. I don't know. Ugh. Well, you'd be buggered if you had a hole in there and you you went for a wee, and then you found a leak somewhere it wasn't up the sealed correctly. <laughs> yeah, f- further up the shaft. And what if you got the same kind of service that you got that I got at the car dealership? <laughs> Slapped a badge on it. Put a tattoo on my butt. <laughs> put the tattoo and 
You're not my regular doctor. Are you sure, sir? Yeah. Are you sure you didn't come in like that? That's right. I'm sorry. The boys didn't put that on right. Let's just uh, let's fix it for you next Friday. <laughs> come back next Friday. Ugh. There you go. <laughs> well, that that raised the the level there quite a bit. <laughs> I don't really no. I don't really want to picture that to be honest. No. I'm pretty sure there's a film out there with that happening Probably. in it. Oh. There, there is a film. There's, a, there's a, I can't remember. Get the listeners to write in at uh, bombastpodcast at gmail dot com. There's a film where someone's doing that act in their driveway, and another car comes up the road, and he turns his headlights off, and he turns into his um, driveway. Apparently, this guy or this woman does it every single time, uh-huh. and it's like a yeah, I, I'm so cool driving my car. Look what I can do with no lights on. He does it every single night, and he does it one night, and there's the car parked there, and his wife's doing the same thing to her lover and he crashes into the back of them so answers on a postcard for that as well <laughs> well at least it's it's the kind of thing that people aren't learning from their mistakes <laughs> but sometime next year it'll happen again yeah. didn't you learn from that incident back in 2008 2009 and she'll turn around and say well, lightning doesn't strike twice that's right <laughs> I don't have any news stories to share so that'll have to serve for both of us this week no that's good enough for me um, as far as a link or anything like that, I did have something. Um, I guess Mother's Day in the UK is a different time of year than it is in the United States. Oh, um, Mother's Day's... God, I'm going to get slated now. Mother's March, Day's already happened. Yeah, it's March. It's this coming Sunday here, May 10th. And we also celebrated Cinco de Mayo, 5th of May, um, back on yesterday. <laughs> and... And then there was, of course, Star Wars Day was May the 4th. Yes! So it just got me thinking in general about holidays. And, you know, we talk a lot here in the United States about what are called Hallmark holidays. Um, mm-hmm. Just holidays that are basically created for the purpose of selling cards. And if you look that stuff up online, there's all kinds of things. And I mean, there's religious holidays. There's a variety of holidays that have some legitimacy. But there are some that are just ridiculous. So we have a couple of links that we'll put in the show notes. One of the things is going to be the Hallmark Corporation definition of how a holiday becomes a card-sending occasion. Really? And this is from the corporatehallmark.com website from their newsroom. And it's basically an explanation of how they define a card-worthy holiday and how some of these things like Teacher's Day and Sister's Day and Mm. all that stuff. Grandparents' Day. Yeah, all that such. Uh, how they got to be uh, holidays worthy of notice. And then another website is from brownielocks.com, B-R-O-W-N-I-E-L-O-C-K-S.com. And what it does is it goes through the whole year, and it talks about each month all the different designations a month might have, and then weeks might have, and then days. So, for example, I'm looking at May, and today is May 6th. Mm -hmm. So this week is Bread Pudding Recipe Exchange Week, Pen Friends International Week, Tim and Tom Gullickson Week, Be Kind Animals Week, Children's Mental Health Week, Drinking Water Week, Flexible Work Arrangement Week, Goodwill Industries Week, National Anxiety and Depression Awareness Week, National Family Week, National Hug Holiday Week, National Pet Week, North American Occupational Safety and Health Week, Teacher Appreciation Week, Update Your References Week, (laughs) Dating and Life Coach Recognition Week, <laughs> Intimate Apparel Market Week, which is also observed three other times during the year, 
National Wildflower Week and National Nurses Day as the start of National Nurses Week. Yeah. That's just way too much. The day itself, May 6th, is the Great American Grump Out, National Day to Prevent Teen Pregnancy, National School Nurse Day, No Diet Day, No Homework Day, Nurses Day, Occupational Safety and Health Professionals Day. Did your uh, kids come home from school saying, no, it's no homework day today? No, that's a whole other subject for a rant. We have... um, we have a policy here in America that no child left behind is a government policy where they do standardized tests. Mm-hmm. And the goal is to ultimately have a test every year and to have 100% students passing the test every year. And there's a whole system of how they hope to implement that. And that's actually what I do for a living. It's partly to create practice materials for those tests. Mm-hmm. But in my kid's school, because they're taking the test for three hours in the morning, nothing else happens. They take the test, actually from 9 to 11.30. 9.30 to 11.30 is test time. Yeah. And all they've done during the rest of the day is eat lunch or watch a movie every day. Really? That's it. Because it's too much to expect a child to actually learn after they've demonstrated some proficiency. It just, there's no need for that. I mean, I could understand if this was like a life or death test and, you know, it's not like the kids are going to go home and sleep <laughs> or study or something like that. No. But and when, you, when you're in high school and you have your final exams, the homework kind of tapers toward the end, and all you're left to do is to prepare for your test the next day. Mm. But no, here it's, well, you know, my 8-year-old uh, had a pretty tough morning there solving those 24 math questions, so it's Miller time. Back, <laughs> break out the chocolate milk, put on 101 Dalmatians. And, uh, Wait, he can sit there and jump on his biscuits because it's no diet day as well. So. Oh, no, my, my wife brought in brownies. And th- th- we thought, oh, well, all right, so the teacher's asking for snacks for after the test as kind of a little reward. Mm. No, this was to be taken during the test. They got little breaks along the way. So. Really? Yeah. I want to go to his school. But so, no, that's a whole other issue. <laughs> but anyway, on this website are a variety of things, and some of the things are kind of silly, and, and I'm sure not taken very seriously. But, you know, National Stuttering Awareness Week, I'm sure that's a legitimate thing. Um, work at Home Moms Week. Some of them are good. I, I, you know, I, I don't blame you know, there being a couple up here, but obviously there's some silly stuff as well. Yeah. But, uh, like, talk like a pirate day. That's all right. That's a bit of fun, isn't that's it? Fun, yeah. I think that's in September as well, isn't it? Uh, I don't know. I remember getting... Emails from people at work, <laughs> ending with little args. <laughs> so I'm not sure when that is. But yeah, some of the stuff is fun, and it, it most people don't take those things seriously anyway. But it is just cluttered overall. It's kind of to me like when they name a star, you pay a certain amount of money, you get a star named after you. Yeah. Well, that star probably has 1,800 different names. It's probably been sold to a whole bunch of different people. Yeah. So just kind of like, hey, you know. I really appreciate what you're doing. So I'm going to name this uh, National Podcast Month. Um, it's also National Barbecue Month, National Bike Month, National Egg Month, National Hamburger <laughs> Month, National Good Car Keeping Month, blah, blah, blah. But you can claim it's National Car Month, too, or National Podcast Month, too. So that site is definitely worth poking around. And what I actually wanted to ask you, as kind of our little quiz section here, yeah. is I have a list of holidays that Hallmark considers to be kind of a step above. Worthy of cards. And you can just say legitimate or kind of silly. Okay. All right, so New Year's Day, that's the first one here, start of the year. 
What, for handing out cards? Or just, is it a, do you consider that a real holiday? Yes, I would, yes. Okay. So Start of a new year. Alright, Groundhog Day. Groundhog Day. Um, da, 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 da. It's such a famous day, though, isn't it? I'd say yes. I would say yes, especially if you didn't have all this other stuff, then yeah, that's fine. To have one silly holiday, that's the one. Yeah. Valentine's Day. Ooh. I'm going to have to say yes. Although, I, well, me and the missus don't really celebrate it. I, I see it as a way of the card makers making money. I think it's become a day that you almost have to celebrate on a different day, just because the restaurants are full, and yeah. you almost have to celebrate the day before or the day after. That's what we do. Yeah, roses go up by about 500% in price as well. Exactly. You could do it on February 7th, and it would be, you could buy twice as many. Yeah. All right, so... Go to the next month here, St. Patrick's Day. Um, yes, but I can't see how everyone is Irish on St. Patrick's Day. Yeah, it seems to just kind of be an excuse for drinking most yeah. of the time. See, my name's from Ireland, but I don't class myself as Irish. So. You do you wear one of those little pins that say, kiss me, I'm Irish? No, no. You can I... wear it every day, because you are. <laughs> no, no, I don't wear one of them, no. Right. I, I'm, it's, it's normally uh, covered over by my kiss me quick hat. Ah. <laughs> All right, for some reason, March also includes National Doctor's Day. That made the cut. No. No? You don't think National Doctor's Day is a big enough deal? No. I'll give you a little background on National Doctor's Day. National Doctor's Day is March 30th, and the idea came from Eudora Brown Almond, wife of Dr. There's a shock. Wife of a doctor, Charles B. Almond, and the date is the anniversary of the first use of general anesthetic in surgery. Ooh, quite a numb day then. <laughs> the U.S. House of Representatives adopted a resolution commemorating Doctors' Day in 1958, and in 1990, legislation was introduced to establish it as a national holiday. Really? The first National Doctors' Day was celebrated in 1991, but oh. the first time it was actually recognized or observed was 1933, and the first use of anesthesia was in 1842. Wow. <laughs> All right, but I agree with you. A, a bit, bit silly. Much. Call that a holiday. Yeah. But then you need a, a holiday for every single profession. Uh, yeah. Yeah. National well, Milkman Day. Hooray! <laughs> All right, moving on. April first, April Fool's Day. Yes. All right, I agree. Uh, religious, religious, Administrative Professionals Day. No, not a chance. You don't think so? Administrative Professionals Day celebrated April twenty-first. Hallmark offers 39 different Administrative Professional Day cards. You can't hear me, but I'm shaking my head. That's okay. And here's a shock. The effort to recognize National Secretaries Week was founded by Mary Barrett, past president of the National Secretaries Association. There'd be so much more oompy boompy going on if there was National Secretaries Week than <laughs> what needs to be done. But now they're Administrative Professionals. You know, diminish any of you who are yeah. Administrative Professionals, but you get the point. <laughs> All right. How about Earth Day? Uh, Legitimate holiday? Yeah, Jacob was Jacob and Mandy spoke about this on Nerd Hurdles, didn't they? Mm -hmm. Nerdhurdles dot yeah. com. Um, Earth Day. Yeah, their main gripe was that it's a bunch of posers who do it for one day. Yeah. As opposed to making it a lifestyle change. Yeah. No, I can't buy it. I agree. I don't think it should be a holiday in particular. I think it should be. It should be a lifestyle or yeah. a slow change in. Or from this point forward, okay, let this be the day, April 22nd, 2010, excuse me, or 2009 if we did it this year. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> this day forward, day forward, next year. <laughs> yeah. 
from this day forward, this all changed. Like July fourth, seventeen seventy six. You know, that yeah. was the date America declared its independence. Blah blah blah. Um, all right, to May, we have National Nurses Day today, which I can already guess your your attitude to that based on National Doctors Day. Um, see, in this country, nurses get up. Crap wage for a hell of a lot of work that they do. I'd say save all the money going towards building cards or making cards and mm-hmm. put it on top of their wage. Yeah, I agree. Again, it's one of those things where let's honor this person with a token gift for one day and then not show them the respect they deserve the rest of the year. Yeah, how about not beat them up in A and E? Yeah, that'd be a lot better. <laughs> well, then our Mother's Day again is May tenth. You already had yours. Yeah. Now. I personally don't have, I think, Mother's and Father's Day. It's great to celebrate your mother and father. The problem I have is it almost creates like this extra pressure. It's not so much a chance to do something special. It's a chance to fail to do something. Mm-hmm. Most people who have a positive view of their parents are respectful and appreciative and show their appreciation pretty much year-round. So this just becomes an occasion where it becomes a requirement. Yeah. You better make sure you do something above and beyond today. Otherwise, it somehow implies that you don't care. Yeah, and on the radio, you'd also hear a lot of card um, retailers putting out their adverts saying, remember Mother's Day or remember Father's Day. Yeah, exactly. Again, just like Valentine's Day. You can do something special. You can just easily do it the week before, the day after. In fact, we're having that issue uh, this weekend. Marianne would love to be taken out to brunch. She named a place she'd like to go. I called to make a reservation, and I got laughed at. Like, you had to make that reservation at least two months ago. Yeah. So, but however, if we want to go the day before or the, or last weekend, no problem. Plenty of schedule. Yeah, available. it's crazy. Um, all right, so we won't go through the whole list here, but I think we're seeing a general theme, and I'll put this link up as well, just so they can see what made the cut here. But on there is Grandparents' Day, Sisters' Day, Armed Forces' Day. Which, there's a Sweetest Day, which I think is a contender to Valentine's Day, um, National Boss Day. We have some holidays different than you, but still when you look at the the general tendency to want to honor and recognize and and single out everybody it kind of becomes at some point it became that you have to make sure you honor everybody you know instead of making it it was special to have a day in your honor it's become a slight not to have a day in your honor and therefore we have the list at the brownie site where there's nine thousand groups who get to say this is my month yeah so i definitely hope everyone takes a look at brownielocks.com Take a look at all those things. It actually looks like a pretty cool site. It's a little bit busy. You know, there's, there's a lot of stuff that you kind of have to scroll through to get to the meat of it. But it, it actually reminds me of some of those old web pages you would look at that people made in, like, the mid-1990s before there was all these great um, web page authoring software. Or, or, you know, people would sit there and they'd go to Yahoo or GeoCities and stuff and create a web page on their own. Yeah, very primitive. Yeah, it, it looks a little dated. Uh, it got good information there. It's just a little busy. So that's uh, I, is that our show for this week? Yeah. Right. Um, should we hit ourselves with a moral this week? All right. So as I look at the uh, brownielocks.com site, I'm just drawn to um, a single line. It seems like it would be a pretty good moral. We can make it. Mark your calendars for the week of solidarity with the people of non-self-governing territories. Sweet. And that's uh, May 25th to the 31st for those of you ready to mark your calendars. Oh, hang on. I'll mark mine right now. There we go. All marked in.
Sweet. There are much simpler weeks that you should celebrate, like Backyard Games Week, Return to Work Week. Oh, no, 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 you don't want Backyard Games Week. I don't know. That spells a whole lot of trouble. That's true. I was playing Jarts in Celebration of the Week and speared my foot. <laughs> I'm thinking of much worse than that. <laughs> I'm thinking of nudist camps. Ah. Backyard Week, yes! <laughs> <laughs> There probably is a nudist week. We'll have to find out when that is. Lots of manscaping. Manscaping week. That's what we should have. Instead of guy liner, you have manscaping. Where you, you, you cut the trees and the mountain looks bigger. <laughs> Man, this is going the wrong direction. <laughs> <sighs> Alright, I guess we're kind of at the end of the show there. So congratulations again to Joseph for a job well done with the contest. We'll yeah, bravo to you. That again. A lot of links out there for you guys to look at. Can't tell if you guys are looking. Hope you are. And check back next week for Elton's rebuttal to audio feedback from Boz. Yes. And I guess that's it. So we'll see you next week. Thank you very much for listening and drop us some feedback. <laughs> Thanks. You know the links. You know the addresses. You know the Twitters. Yes. You, know you lazy gets. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Cheers, man. Bye.